this album's kind of the fruit of a Kickstarter fundraising campaign. Um, the people who supported me during that campaign will be getting the, their hard copy CDs first. And then from there, uh, hopefully, if the Lord will allow, that'll be right around the first week of September. And then what I want is everybody to start posting things on social media and getting the buzz going, yeah, you know, just, yeah. I want to start posting some little snippets of songs because I want, and we'll post it this week on, you can go to, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, voice of encouragement radio show. And they, in the link to buying this will be on our page this week. Uh, it will be on also the next week's show. He's going to be our guest as well. So it'll be on there as well. Go and, ahead. I'm sorry. It, no, it's and it so Facebook.com slash Nathaniel Bryce is Nathaniel the best way to Bryce. stay uh, in contact. And that's Nathaniel N A T H A N A E L Bryce with a Y. So uh, it's kind of spelled a little bit different than than some of the the normal familiar ways of, of reading it. But I, I do want to post some snippets leading up to the release date because the the word over actually multiple words of this album has been um that it has a reviving sound yes. and it's a uh it will break depression and suicide off yes, people Boy, that's amen. needed right and, now. so we're starting the buzz now right exactly so uh, amen. Uh, why wait till the 22nd to start getting some people free yeah. um and i and i i have to just receive that word um with with faith like you know sometimes you can get a word and you're like, yeah, that's me for sure. And then other times you're like, Lord, I really want to believe that my music has that kind of power. So help me believe it. So I'm, th- I, this whole thing has just been a, a step of faith. I um, believe that. Uh, sometimes I, I realize my wife believes in me more than I believe in myself. And oh, so I'm having to. That's valuable. I'm having to repent for self-doubt because that's not humility. Uh, humility is embracing what God's already said it's about false you. Humility, actually. Exactly, and so, um, so I'm having to. I, I'm. I need to be excited about this because yes. it's been twelve, thirteen years in the making. And, and there's always the fear of what will happen if not. You know, right. the enemy always tries to use that against you. So don't. I, I honestly will say that. Um, well. I, I honor you, and uh, by the way, Pastor Nathaniel and his wife mentor and are the pastors for my daughter Faith, but an inspiration in her life, and I see so much good fruit that me and her mama try to tell her. Seventy Nathaniel says it, don't even know what he's saying. She comes home and says, Nate told me the same thing you did. <laughs> I said, well, do you think it's God? I said, does God have to say, Faithy, Faithy, look right here. But uh, I just, I also, I'm, Nathaniel used to, I just wanted to say this, uh, Nathaniel for free came and uh, when we started our work in the inner city in the projects and uh, he came and ministered and helped helped kick off our worship ministry yeah. and, and partnered with us in the labor that we were doing as missionaries in, in the middle of the worst project in Gainesville and led worship for me every Sunday, never asked for a dime, um, did several outreaches with a, a, a sound that they have um, that I, I say is techno, but it's a really the underground sound of revival in America. Yeah. And I say that in saying that it reaches a lot of people and it's reaching a lot of young people. And mm. uh, I just wanted to... Also, to let you know that as far as worship leaders comes, he's the best there is. I just, I just told, I, I just often I said, God, I just wish you would let me have Nathaniel. Could I not <laughs> oh, just yeah. have him lead worship yes. for a year with me? Now, I have a great worship leader now. Of course, all you know, Pastor Brian Singleton. But there were seasons where I didn't have anybody, and I was like, well, did I run Nathaniel off? Did I do something wrong? Did God, did I miss you? What did I do? You know, trying to think through that because I must, somebody made a mistake, and God, by the way, normally is not 
the one. No, and I'm thinking, usually. why did I make a mistake Ever. somewhere? <laughs> but uh, we, he also traveled with me some for a season, and uh, we actually did a tent revival in Hartwell here yeah. for Cross Sounds Ministry. Uh, they listen in, too. They're still friends with us, and uh, they do a lot of street ministry in Elberton. And uh, they were there. And, man, I remember the second night the joy of the Lord fell on me. Boy, I tell you, whoo. Like a train of fire, and it was Nathaniel was sick. I had a he. I don't know if he had a head. I felt terrible. You know, I tell that. Story I did an outreach that day. A lot because, really? Oh yeah, because actually, you were so sick. One of one of the the messages that my wife and I really want to carry is is the the message of, of faithfulness. And you can't speak about God's faithfulness if you yourself are not faithful. That's good. Come on now. And so you can't. And and our culture has been so conditioned with uh, to be so lax in our commitments mm. um, you know with social media and and it's it's been so peculiar over the last 10 years yeah for people to be like you know we'll come over and last minute they're like yeah I have a headache I just Maybe tonight's not a good night. I'm like, you said you were going to do you it. You are the you right need to keep pastor your for word. my daughter. So, we, so that, <laughs> that message has been like resonating with my wife and I. Well, that, that particular service, um, that day I woke up and was completely I, so I had vertigo. I had a headache. You I, text me about every two hours. The room was spinning. And I, I couldn't. I could. I was like, "How am I going to drive an hour and a half, two hours to Hartwell?" And I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, "Lord, you told me to say yes to them." And He said, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, okay. I, I, you like what's going on?" He's like, "Go keep your word." I'm like, "But I, the room is spinning. How am I Get supposed to drive on an interstate if Get the out car of here, is devil. spinning?" <laughs> and He said, "He said you gave them your word. Now you keep it." And he reminded me of Psalm 15 about who the Lord wants to dwell with. And one of the attributes of the ones that the Lord wants to dwell with is the one who will keep their word even to their own hurt. Yes, that's really and, good. And so I got in that car, and I drove Commitment. with a bag in my lap in case I threw up because I was so nauseous. I didn't know that. And by the time I pulled up to the tent, all the vertigo and everything left, and I felt Praise completely fine. God. And it, and I, I tell that st I was, when I was pastoring at the uh, Atlanta Dream Center in the Atlanta School of Ministry for a few years, I told that story so many times because I was like, I'm going to drill this into these young adults. Yes. You've got to keep your word. Yes, it doesn't matter what your circumstances it's look like ethics. because you have no authority to to speak about God's faithfulness if you can't even what you're portraying through your actions and your character is is testifying of who God is because we Correct. are no, no longer our own we are his yeah. and we are representation is when we were water baptized one came out two went under one came out and that's Jesus Christ and us in him and so Amen. if if we are not faithful and we are flaky we have Come no authority now. then to speak about God's faithfulness and and even I mean now this was not just an Old Testament thing, because, I mean, in Ecclesiastes 3, it says, why should God destroy the works of your hands? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm. And saying, like, you bring judgment on yourself when you can't even keep your but word. But Paul used it in Romans, so uh. that's New Testament. But then also we got James saying, let your yes be yes and your oh, no be no. Oh, it is James. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. And, I mean, it's, and it's all through the New Testament as well. And he says... You don't want to bring judgment on yourself. He's speaking to New Covenant believers. And he's saying, if you can't keep your word, you are opening the yes, door absolutely. for all manner of wickedness into your life. Yes. And so all, all that to say, that, that, that one particular moment, I was thinking about it this morning because last night... Were you really? Last night, I'm. Well, it's you text three o'clock in the morning. Sick, and I thought, <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm still not. I'm still not asleep. I knew I got to get up at seven. Again. And and all I, I was like, Lord, here we are again. 
I'm ministering with the Lingerfeld. <laughs> and we have a good have, We might be the nauseated. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey baby, it's not your fault. I'm going to keep, keep my word. And again, he was like, you know what you got to do. Like, don't, well, we're not even going to have this conversation. I'm like, I'm not going to back out. But I just wanted to acknowledge this fact that. This is another thing that God just did. The, I just heard this for the second time now in this show. The Lord told me that this, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, God, I can't do anything. So it have to be God. But I believe that God's opening doors to you right now. I believe that God's the gift in your life and the ability and the season and timing are all coming together. And I believe it's making room for you right now. I believe doors will open. I don't know where, but they'll come from one of these, from this broadcast or last week's or uh, maybe next week's. But I do know that God's been telling me over and over that your gift is making room for you and that I'm opening doors. I'm telling you, Something about, it's something only God could do, but something God's going to use, and it's going to greatly open a lot of things Amen. up. Uh, it was, I, I mean, I love the ministry of Nathaniel because uh, he believes in getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And, of course, I don't know how to do ministry without that. <laughs> and so, oh, well, I do. Let me say, I do know how to do ministry without that. But I'm it's afraid, no fun. And it's, and, it's well, I'm afraid to do ministry without that because right. of 20 years of being a minister. I spent 13 of those uh, <laughs> For the wrong reasons, and I just began. I, it took me 13 years to realize I was wrong, mm-hmm. and and then really, after seven, I still don't know what's right. But I'm learning by what mistakes I'm making. I learned so much more from my mistakes. Actually, a lot of my messages are God, the way that God lovingly has corrected me. And I'll be honest with you, most of your pastors and your churches that are ministering are ministering things that they learned a lot of times by making mistakes. And I don't mean necessarily sin like you would think it, mm-hmm. but just missing the mark while shooting at the bullseye. And that's a really good point I wanted to make. You know, me and Angela was talking on the ride here today. You know, the mark is Christ, not my pastor, not my mentor, even though I have had good a good mentor, Brother Watford, but not none of those things. But the thing is, is we aim, the bullseye is Jesus. And so if, if, my, if I hit the outer rim and I miss it, with my bow and arrow, because that's literally the Greek interpretation, that's okay. At least I'm aiming, and it's not willful sin. But if I turn around and I shoot the other direction, now that's willful sin. Mm. And great when you do your best, grace covers the rest. So don't right. be condemned. However, make sure you're aiming at the right thing, and that, mm. that thing is not your husband, your wife, or your pastor. It's the nature and character of Christ. Amen. And only with, only with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is it possible to even facilitate a word or make a delivery, but Nathaniel, I, that service was, I got so filled. I mean, I honestly was just, well, I was just drunk in the Holy Ghost. I must say it. <laughs> I, I, I was. And it was good. Yeah. <laughs> and it was needed because without that, neither one of I could he couldn't have made it and I couldn't have either. Right. I had a headache right. so bad, I just couldn't hardly breathe. And I did the same thing. And here's what's worse, Nate. I felt sick. They, we led an outreach in Elberton for them. Mm. that day before that night. Mm. So when we got there, I was just like, you know, God, I've said before that I can't do it without you, but there ain't nothing happening. You know, we're going to worship and go home. That's right. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like standing up and straining for an hour. If you're not in this, I'm not in this either. Angela, you've been holding something. I can see yeah, your eyes. Yeah, no, I believe that, that what Nathaniel was speaking about, about faithfulness, was a word for someone. And I, awesome. I know that... Um, the ministry that we were called to in Gainesville for the inner city kids and the the work there was uh, was difficult. I mean, it, it was 
Um, Hardest thing we've ever done, but the funnest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of God, and it was a beautiful thing. But I knew that there were times that uh, I, I remember one time specifically that I came, and I had prepared a word, and I got to the mission, and no one was there. And no one showed up. And then one little boy came. And I remember one of the girls asked me, they said, you're still going to, you're still going to speak? And I said, yes, I'm going to speak like there's a whole room full of people here. And that takes real faith. And, and so God taught me faithfulness in that. But by the time the end of the service, I had 18 kids in there. And there was over like 300 kids that had gotten born again. Gave their life to Christ. Yes, through this ministry. Teenagers and children in five years. Uh, So thanks for your help. God taught me faithfulness in in that he taught me to be prepared, to be ready and and to go and and minister as if they were the room was full no matter how many people were there. By the way, sometimes she'd have thirty something and we wouldn't even have room for all the kids that would come. But sometimes I think it was was it the week after Christmas or something. But anyway, we you know you just have that in ministry. But I want to encourage you because there's somebody out there listening that that is involved in a ministry or they're involved in something. And and sometimes you get discouraged because you see things to be a certain way, a way maybe that God has promised, but it's not come to pass yet. But I just want to tell you to be faithful, Amen. to continue on, because God has rewarded that faithfulness in opening doors to us um, and and just so many different areas in our life from being faithful to what he called us to do. And so when when we when you look at what God's called you to do, it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter how many people show up, it doesn't matter. Don't get sidetracked by numbers and by by different things like that. Because be none faithful. of that means anything. No. Obedience is all yeah, that exactly. matters. Exactly. Be and, faithful to the call. And can you be obedient when it's just you and God? And the reality is if you spend enough time alone with God, then everything you do will be for God alone. And that's a message. And God will reward your faithfulness. I got a verse for this. All right. Actually, this is... Let her fly, baby. Yeah, yeah, no. This is uh, James five twelve. I love James. Now, above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath. No more cussing. Just let your yes be, be yes and your no must be no so that you won't fall under judgment. Mm. And now this is this is new covenant. This is not so we so people can be now. like that was Old Testament. I'm free. Blah blah blah. You know that whole mindset. But no, are you is, aiming at the bullseye? This is this is a uh, a direct word to spirit filled believers, born again believers. He says that you can still fall under judgment just by not being faithful with your words. And that letter was written to the Jews, by yes. the way, because James pastored or was an overseer of the Jewish church in Jerusalem. And and with this, it's not always just about like well, God's going to judge me. A lot of it is because we, we see it all through the scripture. I mean, the 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 enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give him fuel to accuse us Come before on. God. Absolutely. We don't want to constantly be there doesn't giving mean him the evidence that we are unfaithful. Exactly, because there's going to be continual pr- presentation of cases against us brought in the courtroom of heaven. Come on, now. and. So think about all the times where we've blown it. Well, thank God there's the blood of Jesus. But if we we got to repent, we got to put our hope fully in the blood that washes away that sin so that accusation can be silenced. Yes. But he's saying 
you you can bring up a, a judgment and a case against you because of unfaithfulness. You're giving the enemy a judgment and accusation every time you don't keep your word. Mm. And so the point is, we don't want to give him any more fuel than he's already I got. Know. Then there knows yeah. is there enough evidence that you're faithful to be obedient mm. to the voice of God and what He asks you to do. And the most important thing is is that. Because yeah. when you stand in heaven, all that's going to matter is what you did according to what God asked and, and the motives you did it with. And that would determine everything as far as that goes besides being born again. Well, you know, I was thinking this morning about um, coming before Jesus, like, like when Jesus comes. And how we've dumbed down Jesus and, Come on now. and we've made him like us, you know, and he's mm. a king. And so I thought, today, you don't reduce the bullseye. No, today, you try to if I was going it. before the king, what would I do? How would, okay, how would I prepare you, myself? What, what would be my mindset? You know, and mm. and so in thinking about the mm. King of Kings Man, and the Lord of Lords, mm. how will we be before? Well, him? Well, here's the thing: God, you know? God has offered yeah. a relationship on His terms, and. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to say this because it's kind of hard, but the truth of the matter is everything that, that you'll be judged on is off of his terms. How does God receive, you know, because a lot of times what, what humanism has done in our culture, because we live uncrucified lives, humanism has called us to define God by humanistic things. Mm-hmm. And see, Jesus lived a selfless life, yes. sold out, did not live for himself. He sinless. lived for one thing, selfless. sinless, mm-hmm. and was perfect as an example. Now, without God, there's absolutely no way that that's possible. However, on God's terms, with that example and the Holy Spirit, we're going to be accountable to it. In other words, that with that example and the ability of God, we are accountable to live selfless lives. Yes. And, and hypocrisy comes from you know preaching, singing, or doing one thing, and then living a total opposite. That's right. That and that the difference is, I preach about the cross Sunday morning. I pick the cross up Monday. Monday morning when it's time to pay all the bills and think about how we're going to pay this and Charity's running around and she won't be quiet. And I'm like, do you understand (laughs) that I'm talking to a business owner who supports the ministry? And she says, well, tell him I said, hey, and bounces off. And I'm like, oh, God, why? Why did my office go? (laughs) What am I doing here, you know? As if it wasn't hard enough, let's just add three girls on this. And then, oh, and when there's a moment of silence, let the dog yap, please. (laughs) And all that time, you know, and I'm thinking, uh, God, if you love me, and God goes, see, you're doing it again. Humanism, about you try to define things on your terms. And Mm. the bottom line is you have to meet God. on. You can have everything that that is given to us for life and godliness, everything. On his terms. Amen. And and we'll only, you will truly only live, begin to understand living when you choose to begin to understand what it means to die to yourself. And I I hate that message. God, I wish you could pull it out of the Bible, but you'd have to tear 10 pages of the New Testament. Because it's it's all through it. But it's so beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's the narrow way. It's difficult, but it's beautiful because. Because there's so Angela, much God Angela, one, in you make it look beautiful, and you have so much joy, it helps. Some <laughs> days I go, if I could just be like Angela Jesus. <laughs> be like Jesus. Help me. <laughs> Not like Angela. Well, well, baby, you're a great example of Christ in our home and in our lives. And <laughs> sometimes I want to do things and say things, and she's like, Jesus wouldn't do that. Because like, she knows what I was thinking. By the way, I was going, I'll share this. When we were in the projects, we went through a lot of different things. 
a lot of different tests and things, but a lot of really beautiful God things yeah. and a lot of grace. And uh, I met a lot of great people to start off with. I, I met Nathaniel and his wife. But to make a long story short, I I come in one Sunday and, and we had someone who was doing our children's ministry. I had a key to the door and I came in. They had cleaned. They stole everything in the church. They cleaned me out. Uh, air conditioned unit. Mm. I'm talking about a window unit. Mm. Stole that sound equipment, everything. Clean the church outside. So Eric Lovin, some of you know him. He's from Elberton with Spirit Led uh, Expeditions. I was going to have him come and share about his last mission trip because he's a full time missionary and brought him in. And I opened the door and unbeknownst to me, there's nothing. And I'm going, oh my God. So I was thinking, you know, and a lot of the times I, you know, I think I'm going to act bad in certain situations that the old me would have, and I don't. But there are other times where I think Thank I can you, handle Jesus. it, and oh God, I don't yeah. handle it well at all. Yeah. And I, I told, I told Angela, I said, here's my car keys. She said, I don't want your keys. And I said, look, if I don't give these to you, I may go kill this man. And I know that I don't need the temptation. Here's the car keys because I know who I was. And I had already thought in my mind the way I used to, the way I used to think. I thought I have a knife, and I know how to use it. <laughs> and I'm and I thought Angela said I said baby please just pray for me and take the keys. Anyway, we had a great service without sound equipment. God, I passed. I called two. I called Pastor John Watford and brother Lance, and Pastor Lance Johnson. And I text Lance. I go they stole my air conditioning. He goes dude that's really bad. But I'm not trying to feed your flesh. But that's bad. And I said well thank you for all your encouragement. He goes well just let it go. God will be faithful. Well I went to his church the next Sunday and they received the greatest offering we've ever had for our ministry at a church. At Woodstock Church, I mean, it was it was over a thousand. It was about four. <laughs> again, it's based off of God That's and favor right. and favor. Right. Yeah. But Nathaniel, I know that y'all have been waiting so long to release this. Um, well, what are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm as it's not completed yet. I'm I'm still feeling the the plowing phase. Like I, you know, you you don't want to like take a breather until everything's done so I'm, I'm still on that, that kind of grind just trying to get everything done and and make sure i don't get in my flesh when the timeline is not working out correctly because i'm like All right, i already declared the date you know i've got my my album designer not getting back with me i've got all these oh. things that are not falling into place i'm like oh so right, you're I'm, you're having i'm, I'm running out of time <laughs> i've got yeah so i've got so i'm feeling the heat of that but you know when we drove uh it's just so funny how the lord works this out because i i'm not thinking album design i'm like i just want to get the music out yes but as i'm as it's nearing the end of july all of a sudden you know holy spirit's like so what are you going to do for your album i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even think about what is it actually going to look like and so you know, I, I make a post on my Facebook page like, anybody know anybody? And this guy, the last does, resort. <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't. I'm not thinking about that. And 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 so this would be this uh, graphic designer who do, works for Fortune 500 companies says, hey, I'll do it for free. Oh, and that's I was God. like, all right, that's God. That's one thing. And then I was like, wait, but I don't have pictures. And then I I had always had this album cover in mind. I mean, it's like a clear vision the Lord gave me, and I knew I had to get this shot, but I had to get to a beach to do it. And so it just turned I out saw, that I, saw I already had awesome. um, a beach trip planned to my mother-in-law's in Daytona Beach. And so I and I'm like, wait, I have a friend in Jacksonville that's an hour away, that's and a she's great a photographer. I mean, the Lord worked all of that out together last minute because I'm not thinking that's about. Awesome. it. He's like, hey, you, you know, make this call, make this call. I'm like, yes sir, yes sir, okay, got to do this, got to do this. Well, we we're driving down, and 
I mean, it's thunderstorms, like interstates flooding. I lost control of the vehicle twice in like a five-minute period because it was storming so bad. And I'm driving down. I'm like, Lord, this is the only day the photographer can be here. And, you know, we're trying to get there before she does. And I'm like, I can't stand in the ocean if there's lightning, <laughs> you know. Like, I can't, no. I can't get these shots if you, if you don't do something. And one of the one of the actually two of the songs the first two songs in the album are all about not looking at the waves oh. and and not being distracted with all the things that are calling for attention in fact the first song starts with um like the waves call it's so predictable lord your goodness will never leave me alone and it's it's basically saying the waves are it's predictable they're always going to be calling to distract you but if you can remind names. yourself of the Lord's goodness, and it's never, His goodness will never leave you alone, that's that's where the shift comes. And then in the ne- in the second song, it says, "I'm not looking at the waves; um, they try to steal my gaze, but they won't have it." Mm. And so the Lord put those those lyrics in my head as I'm driving down. I'm like, you know what? You're right, sir. I am. Amazing. Why am I looking at the storm right now? Yeah. And when we got down there. I didn't even think about the fact that I actually needed clouds to get the perfect shot. Well, it was awesome. perfect, cloudy, dramatic, and we—I tell you—she got the exact shot I saw in my mind. Praise God! With a wave hitting me while I'm holding an hourglass. I saw the hourglass. And, yeah, and I just I, when I saw it, I was like, "That's exactly what I saw in my mind." I'm Thank like, you, Holy Spirit. "Only the Lord can work this out." Yes. But it, this whole thing has been like, "Don't be anxious." I mean, just even down to the album design, he cares about that. You know, yeah. for me, I'm like, just paint it black and put the logo on it. Oh, I mean, I, you know, like I just mean. The, they need the they need the music, but the Lord wanted the picture. He he gave me the picture for a reason. He wanted to fulfill it. He wanted this whole thing to be a process and a journey, and so for whatever reason, but he he navigated all of those details out, Thank even down to the the way the album should look, and so it it just goes to show again that as we are faithful to say yes to him we're going to start learning what details are important to him yes because it's easy for us to hear hear a word or hear a vision or get a dream and but then not see and miss the forest for the trees and 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 so i i feel like there's a word for somebody where you you have a something that you're carrying and it's so easy to begin to carry that and start taking ownership of it as you mm. should but then you begin to forget to listen to the details along the way yes and because we sometimes we just want marching orders so we can go get it done right yeah. and then but then there's a whole process that he wanted to do in the meantime we're always like goal oriented people like humans are just goal oriented like just tell Not me my all. checklist so i can do the checklist so i can feel good about doing my checklist and the lord's like but the checklist was just a fence post. I wanted you to have an experience along the way. Right. And the experience is where all the fashioning happens, where all the right. refinement, the character development happens. The goals, those are awesome, but that's not the point. It's yes. always the journey that was the point. So yes. I feel like this is a word for somebody right now. You you need to s- stop being so focused on just the goals and, and t- listen to the details today. Listen to the details tomorrow. It, just enjoy the process. There you go. And 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 be faithful in the process. There you go. Let those little because there's some things the Lord cares about. You'd be like, why would why why the album cover, Lord? Like that was a big deal. You you had me spend hundreds of dollars to go get this album cover done. I mean, hundreds of dollars to get this album cover. But that was 
the division he gave me. Obedience and, is obedience. And, but it's important to him. <laughs> yeah. right? You know what? what Somebody may see that album cover and they may get delivered from something. Or they yeah. may see it and the Lord sparks something and it's a word that carries them the rest of their life. Who I knows? saw the picture. It's really awesome, Nate. Uh, I, and also, I also have a word, too. Um, and I'm going to probably have to close, close this in prayer because of time. But the Lord just spoke this to me. The, the winds and the waves, they, they only change names and mountains. That There are always going to be, it rains on the just and unjust. All humans have difficulty. It's how you deal with the problems that determines the outcome and what you reap. However, the winds and the waves still obey me is what God is saying. Yeah. So if you're in That's a storm right. and, the, and, and the storm has changed names or it's you're not familiar with it, the, the principle is still the same, that God still will steal the storm. And the, and the main thing is, one of the things too lately I've been hearing is God saying, stay focused on me. Because ministry is ministry. But relationship is, is really supposed to be out of which all of that flows, not the other way around. You don't strain to bear fruit. You remain in union with the vine so that you don't wilt. And the vine carries the, what's needed for the branch to bear fruit. That's right. But it's so easy, especially like with my, my personality types like Nathaniel's. But let me say this. It's so easy to get focused on the end and not realizing that there has to be a beginning. And my dad told me a long time ago, son, where does everybody start out in life? And I said, Dad, I don't know. He said, at the beginning. He said, so don't despise being at the beginning. You're starting something. Right. At least That's you're good. going somewhere. That's and good. he taught us before he was a Christian. Um, but I want to encourage you today, whatever the storm is, maybe it's changed names today. Maybe, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's financial problems. Maybe it, it's uh, depression you're struggling with or suicide or, or drug addiction or you're praying for a child and you're on your way to church and they wouldn't come to church and they've been giving you a hard time. Here's the thing God's saying to you, the winds and the waves still here. Hear my name and still know who I am. So it does not matter how big the storm is. What matters is that the God that's with you is bigger than any storm and any mountain. So I'm just praying. Let's, I'm just going to close in prayer like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just command all mountains to move now. Anything that's opposing us from the direction and the vision and the voice you've sent us down. Father, in Jesus' name, we command it to move for the glory of God. Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you that every knee bows to you. And so, Father, if knees bow, surely the storms will obey you. So, Father, all the storms in my yes. friends' lives, Father, I thank you for the grace for us to stay focused on you. And also, Lord, that we may speak to the storm and command in the name of Jesus. Jesus commands you to be still. And be at peace. And, Father, I pray for rest and peace for the listeners. God, I pray for answers to the problems. But, God, that you would give them your peace that passes understanding. I pray, God, that you would give them your joy to give them the strength. Lord, I pray for the boldness and courage as a lion, Lord, so that they can finish the course you put them on. And, Father, I thank you for the storms because it's the storms that shows us how big you really are. And so, Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that you're bigger than any problem I'm ever yes. going to face. Yes, and, Father, thank you that you've defeated everything, including death, hell, and the grave. I come against all depression and suicide now in the name of Jesus. I command every spirit of infirmity and every sickness and disease be gone now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for rest. May rest come to the souls of your people. And, God, may rest and peace come to this city in the name of Jesus. We love you. 
and God is for you. By the way, tune in next week. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Voice of Encouragement today. Have a wonderful week, and make sure to tune in next week at 1030 Sunday morning. See you again.